Welcome to the Texas Home Improvement Super Podcast with Jim Dutton. All the best calls this week throughout the state of Texas. Brought to you by Floor and Decor. Largest selection of hard surface flooring and lowest prices guaranteed. Glenn, how are you today? I'm doing well, Jim. How are you? Happy Father's Day. Thank you. I have mice in my attic. I brought one of the uh, big exterminator companies out, and they're tunneling in my blown-in insulation, and I've never heard of that before. Um, so I put snap traps up. They put uh, glue boards up. I ended up firing them because it's a car payment, a monthly car payment, to have a, a service company to come out for um, uh, bugs and uh, and um, termites. So I'm going to do it myself. I wanted to get some advice from you. I have a two-year-old home. And I, I don't know where they're coming in from or if they were in there before the home was finished. Sure. Well, uh, no, chances are they're coming in, uh, you, you know, as, as uh, time's going on. Uh, it, it is not all that uncommon, unfortunately, for them to tunnel up in there. So you definitely want to get rid of them. Uh, I'm... I'm wondering what they're going up there and going after because on a two-year-old home you know typically they're going into older homes because they like chewing on the wires and stuff like that because it's older wires and it's become somewhat brittle and it's almost like candy form uh you know the coating on the outside of the wires the plastic Mm -hmm. so yeah you definitely want to get rid of them and you know the, the the little bait traps that the uh, exterminators use and stuff. You can actually buy those. Uh, you know, there are exterminating stores that you can go to and get that kind of stuff. Uh, the snap traps, like you've been setting, will help. Uh, you know, you'll hear people talk about the sonic stuff that you can plug in, the ultrasound stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I get mixed reviews from people on it. Some people say it worked great. Other people say it didn't do anything. And I, I got to be honest, I have always attributed that to the fact that as humans, we can't hear those things anyways. And so I, I personally just think that some of them work and some of them don't. And we just don't know it when it's not working. Uh, but you can definitely try those because the people who, who uh, claim they work uh, uh, claim that they have just great results out of them so uh but yeah it's going to be a matter of just plain hunting those things down trapping them and getting rid of them and i'll i'll use one of the ultrasonic devices because i do have outlets okay. up there spare outlets so i'll do that what type of damage can they do the exterminator company was telling me was showing me pictures of of insulation that, and, and he said, if it gets bad enough, you have to tear all your insulation out and replace it. Is that accurate? Yeah, it it is to a degree. I mean, you would have to have a house that is just so infested uh, in order to have to tear all of it out. Now, can you get to the to a point where you have to tear out a, 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 an area? Absolutely. It's normally going to be around where. The, they're nesting, and that's what they're doing in there is they, they go in and they nest in that stuff. Uh, and so if you get into something like that, yes, you want to remove that little section of insulation and redo it. Is your insulation blown in or, or the uh, 
bats. The the it's both. So they laid bat down and then they blew in, and and the mice are tunneling through the uh, blown in. You can actually see their tunnels. It's very interesting. Yeah. You must be in a newer area where there was probably a lot of field mice and stuff, huh? Yeah, it's uh, League City, close to 146. It's a it's a new community. It's called yep. Coastal Point. So it was all fields before. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I got to be honest. The first thing I would probably do is go up there in the attic and, and see if I can find where they're nesting at and make sure there's not some type of food source like and I even hate to say this, but a contractor left uh, a sandwich up there, something that they've been eating on, you know? I wouldn't doubt that. I mean, I've found other things in the walls before they closed up the walls, so that would not surprise me. Yeah, because they wouldn't be they wouldn't be coming back if there wasn't something there for them. Have you found where they're getting in yet? No, that's what I wanted to ask as well is how would I find the point of entry? Is that possible? A lot of times it is. You're going to have to go start looking around, and it's going to be a lot smaller hole than you expect. It can be uh, like where a pipe goes in that's not sealed around it, uh, something the size of a nickel they can go through. So find any hole and plug it up. Going to head to Austin again. Mary, this is Jim. How can I help you? Hi. Um, I have my air condition went out yesterday. <laughs> and Ooh. this weather, you can imagine. But anyway, uh, it was running okay, and then it just stopped. And, um, you know, I turned it off because there was just hot air coming out. Okay. And I was just wondering if you think uh, there's any chance that it can be repaired, or do you think it's shot? Oh, no. Uh, how old is it? Well, it's ten years old. Then yes, there's a, a very there's a, there's a, a very very good chance it, it can be repaired. If it, it was well, if I it was so. blowing <laughs> cold and then all of a sudden stopped, uh, it could be well, something. As, yeah, as, I wasn't as, here, but my my son said that he heard a noise. You know. Yeah. And then it just quit. You know. <laughs> okay. See, that can be just a a compass a capacitor or a contact or something like that, and. If that's the case, you're only talking a couple hundred bucks. Oh, uh, well, that sounds better than a whole Yeah, system, you know? and here's what you got to be cautious of. Because your system's 10 years old, a lot of yes. air conditioning companies are going to come out there and say, uh, not even look at it. They're going to say, oh, this is a 10-year-old system. It just needs to be replaced, and that is yes. not the case. It is not well, unusual to get 20 and 30 years out of air conditioners. Really? You know, yeah. oh, great. I hope so. <laughs> Well, th- I really enjoy your show. I just found it about two months ago, and um, so I'll keep listening then. All right. Thank you. Thank okay, you. Okay, bye-bye. Take care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't don't let anybody come out and tell you, just because it's 10 years old, it's got to be replaced. Would a new system be a l- more energy efficient? Sure it will. Uh, but you know what? A new system now, they are ungodly expensive because the cost, just like everything else has been going up, so is the cost of air conditioning systems. Let's head to Baytown. Hello, Eddie. Yes, sir, Mr. Dutton. Um, thank you for taking my call. I have a double vanity in the master bathroom, and it's uh, I have two little small hairline cracks on one side next to the drain, and I'm just wondering, uh, it's not leaking at all. 
but I need to know, should I replace this, or is there something I can do that would eliminate the crack? Well, that sounds like it's one of those man-made marble-type vanity tops, and as they age from running hot water down through them and stuff, they will tend to get those cracks in it, and it won't leak. It'll really get bad where it starts looking uh, like it's going to fall out of there, but it won't. Uh, So leave it as long as you can. When you can't stand those cracks anymore, get a new one because, yeah, there is no repairing it. Well, I certainly appreciate you taking my call. Thank Uh, you so very much. You bet. You take care. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Bye. Yeah, the the man-made marbles are good, and they do last a long time. But they do hit a point where they just plain don't hold up any further, and you've got to look at uh, replacing them. And so uh, at that point, change them out and be done with it. George and Conroe, how are you today, George? I'm doing pretty good. How can I help you? I have a problem with the toilet. You flush it, and it's like coming out of where it's supposed to go out. Water's coming through there. And it takes three to four flushes for it to go through. And just wonder what we need to do. Replace it or... And uh, we have a bathroom right next to it. When they flush it, water comes up ours. Water comes up what? What comes up to the toilet. It bubbles. Right. Okay. You you got a uh, clogged line. A clogged line? Okay. Yep. Yeah, you're going to need to... I'll have the line snaked out uh, because it sounds okay. like you've got a clogged line. All righty. Well, thank you very much. Get that you bet. Care Take care. Thank hey, uh, by the way, you also have the yep. wax ring on the bottom of that first toilet you were talking about. Uh-huh. Is shot because the water shouldn't be coming out like that. Okay. It, it comes up, you know, when you flush it, it it's like coming right right out of it it's like what the heck you know when it, you flush it it just like it's, is it uh, coming out under the, the toilet or coming out the top of the bowl no no it, you know uh where it's supposed to go out it's coming through there where the water's supposed to go out the, the toilet yeah yep it's coming right through there yeah it, it sounds like the wax ring is shot okay all right because uh, they remodeled our house and ever since they that's what it's been like that for the longest time. I will bet money that uh, that uh, when they reset it, they didn't get the wax ring r- right, and so that that creates that problem. But the clog is probably from something else, though. Okay. Well, thanks so much. You bet. Take care. Let's head to Jacksboro. Hello, Philip. How are you today, Jim? Wonderful. So. Jim, I have a two-part question for you, but the main question is, I have a house that's built out of Austin stone that's white, and um, in the places where it rains and water runs off of the house, it's turned uh, grayish, almost black in some places, and so I wanted to know if there is something I can use to clean that, to spray on it, a cleaner type stuff that would... Uh, get into the porous material in that stone. There is. Uh, wet and forget. Wet and forget? Yep. 
In fact, I was over at Lowe's, and uh, I've been at the Lowe's in College Station and at the the one in uh, Pasadena, and both of them are carrying this double pack of uh, bottles that are uh, yeah. uh, good size and and would get the job done for you. Okay, so is it that bottle where you can just hook it to a garden hose and spray it on, or you put it in a container like that? I don't know if it's that type or if it's just where you take it straight from the bottle and put it put it on. Okay. Because I didn't so, I didn't actually study. I just noticed that hey, hey they got the wet and forget on special. Hadn't seen that before. Okay. And that was at Lowe's. Yes, sir. Okay. See, and the second e- even part I of stop the at the is, box stores. Okay. Yeah, I'll check those. The second part of the question is that same stone when it rains or snows during cold weather. And after it thaws out, small chips come off of that stone and it yep. chips away. Yeah. And sometimes it's large. Is there any kind of sealer that you can put on that to keep the, that moisture from penetrating? You can Does actually you can actually spray it with a masonry sealer that will soak yeah. in and, and and help minimize that. Okay. Okay. Won't Good. eliminate it, but it'll definitely help minimize it. Just a reminder, it's a huge help if you subscribe to, rate, and review the podcast. It helps people find us. So I got a question from George in McKinney about a garage attic fan. And this came in just within the last hour. He says, would you recommend putting in a garage attic fan? My two-car garage is north-facing but gets really hot during the summer. It has an attic over the garage with insulation and I thought it might keep the garage cooler with a garage attic fan and thereby helping lower the AC bill. My home is four years old. If you do recommend a garage attic fan, who would you recommend putting it in? Well, I'm going to make the assumption that since the house is four years old, and you have insulation over the garage, it's probably up on the roof deck because you don't typically insulate a garage, but when they encapsulate the whole house with foam insulation, then they do put the foam insulation in the roof rafters and everything throughout the home, and that would put it in the garage area as well. If you have attic insulation on the attic floor, like fiberglass or cellulose or something, that actually would be adding to the heat problem that you're having. So if that is the case, I would recommend taking that insulation out. If it's the spray foam above the garage, then I would not recommend taking it out. And on the same token, would not recommend an attic fan in that situation because the attic is cooled space, and you would be sucking the hot air from the garage up into cooled space now if you do again have fiberglass cellulose or any type of insulation on the attic uh, floor above the garage take that out then an attic fan would actually do you a lot of good but again if you got spray foam insulation you probably don't have any uh soffit or not soffit well you wouldn't have soffit fence either but you've got no uh, ridge vents you've got no air hawks you virtually have no place for the air to go if you suck it up into the garage in general older homes 
that have fiberglass, cellulose, uh, Milo insulation, whatever, in the rest of the house, no insulation above the garage, an attic fan actually would do a lot of good. Uh, yes, it would help. But again, since your home is four years old, I'm betting it's spray foam everywhere. And no, in that situation, it actually would not help. Robert, welcome to WBAP. Hey, sir. Thank you for taking my call. You bet. Uh, so my, my original concern is I have a, a several pillars in my house. I have no idea if they're load-bearing. Um, I just want to find out. I don't want to spend several hundred dollars for an engineer to do that. So I was hoping to get my blueprints. And so I've gone everywhere, to the city, to the uh, uh, title company, to the county, you know, every place you can imagine. Nobody has it. Nobody knows how to get them. And I'm just curious if there's some secret way to get your own blueprints that I'm just not aware of because how old a home is it? Somebody should have it on file. How old a home? Uh, built in 2004. It's going to be and long the original ago. owner did not pass it down. Yep, and uh, all the cities and, and government agencies would have already purged that out of the system a long time ago. Then. Uh, too old. Okay. Yep. So what would you recommend as far as, because I've tried to go in my attic to look, and I can't even fit in that area. It's so tight. And to be honest with you, I'm not even sure I'd recognize it if, if I got to that point. Well, the, the easiest way to tell if it's load-bearing is actually, like you just said, in the attic. But you don't have to get to the area. What, uh, what There's two items that you have to look for. One, are there any beams on top of it? Uh whether below the attic or up in the attic, or two, are there like the the ceiling joists and stuff? Do they meet on top of where this post is? And then the third, and this is actually the big one, are there any braces from the roof that come down in that area and tie into your ceiling joist? If there is, then it's load bearing. Okay. And then to do that, I'd have to open up some drywall and kind of just take a look. Oh, no, you should be able to see all that from uh, just poking your head up and looking across in the attic. Oh, okay. Yeah, you don't actually have to climb over to it. But, you know, most of the time, uh, most of the time, the posts, you know, are decorative. Most of them are not. Now, if it's on, like, the corner of a staircase or something... Right. Uh, that you know, like where you say you got to you come up the staircase and and you got a landing and then you turn and go up further. That post a lot of times is load bearing. Well, this is a single story house and there's a couple of posts and you know running across and a couple more and they're really big squares. So I actually opened it up and looked inside and in each corner of the post because it's, it's, a, it's a really big square like probably two foot by two foot and in each corner there's three two by fours running in the corners right and, and they have and to do that for nailing sheetrock to it just for the sheetrock purposes so that alone doesn't mean it's a little bit no no okay okay all right well uh yeah that sounds good i have to just take a better look at it and uh, get back up there and then uh but as far as uh, the blueprints pretty much no way to get them Nope. And, uh, Unless the and, uh, builder himself happens to still be in business, they will sometimes uh, okay. still have them. But beyond that, no agent, no government agency is. 
Ah, I got you. All right. Well, that's that's great. Thank you so much for your help. You bet. Take care. Let's head to Denison and Sandra. This is Jim. How can I help you? Well, I was I have been thinking about this for a long time, replacing some countertops in my kitchen, and I don't I don't really what to go with. I want something that's kind of easy to take care of. Uh, that I won't have a seam at eight foot, like if I went with the laminate. Okay. But but I don't want something that I have to refinish or reseal, or it's going to stain, or I'm going to drop a pot on it or something. It would crack. Right. So I don't I don't know what to get. <laughs> uh, you you uh, just laid out the perfect design for a, like a silestone type product. Like a what? Silestone. It's it's a uh, man-made countertop, and there's several brands of them out there, uh, but it's basically the man-made materials, and they've got them that look like granite. You can get it in just a white or white with the colors mixed into it, but it's the man-made countertops. The Is granite it like you a got. Corian? Yes, a ma'am. Very much like okay. Corian. Okay. Yes. Uh, okay. They are actually extremely durable. You don't have to worry about them typically cracking if you drop something on them. Uh, maintenance is virtually none. Uh, they're just great countertops. Okay. Now, hold on. I'm going to write this down, what the name that you call that. Silestone. Uh, okay. But Corian, Silestone, uh, there's there's a couple other brands out there. They all are, are basic designed the same. Okay, because okay. I thought about what I would like. Is, of course, what I like and what is functional is different sometimes. Because uh, I thought, well, I'd like to have the wooden cedar that, you know, looks to have the different colors of the inside of a cedar tree on there, like a, like a cedar chest. Yeah. But I don't know how how heavy maintenance that would be to keep the a finish on there to while you're cooking and using it all the time. It, it, those countertops look gorgeous, but they're not made for everyday use. Yeah, well, I'm an everyday user, so yeah. I'm kind of kind of function over fashion. So yep. Uh, now, I'm, like I'm gonna tell you, I, I personally still have uh, Formica in my house, mm-hmm. uh, but when I redo the kitchen this time, I am going to take the Formica out, and we will be going with the man-made materials. Yeah, well, we have the Formica now, and right, I have two busy corners there. Uh-huh. And the busy corner where the seam is at, you can tell that there's a seam there now. Uh, oh, you know, it's yeah. kind of it's kind of bumped up just a little dab. But so I don't I don't want any seams because both of my corners where a seam would be, no matter where you you know would put the piece of laminate there. Sure, it's a busy corner. Yep. So I'm thinking style stone may be the way I need to go, or Corian. Then. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate your help. You bet. You have a great day. You too. Thank you. Bye bye. Barbara in Fort Worth sends in an email uh, this morning saying concrete walkway or new concrete walkway. The walkway from the house to the driveway has pulled away from the house and slanted downhill due to our clay soil and erosion. One contractor wanted to pour on top of the existing. I cannot see that would solve the problem and at one point it would be so thin it would chip away. Am I right in thinking this needs to be removed and totally replaced with perhaps a pier? Well, um, you are right in in the thinness. If you're going to cap concrete, you need to cap it with a minimum of 
two inches of concrete. Now they make floor levelers that you can go thinner with and and stuff like that, but even that, if you're on sidewalks and patios and things, it can chip off on the edges. Uh, the the thin floor levelers work really well when you're putting another floor on top of it or something like that. So as far as putting more concrete on top, you're correct. Don't let them go thin like that. It will break. Uh, now, how to fix this? You got a couple of choices. One would be to remove it and report it. Uh, is it subject to move again? Absolutely. But how many years did it take to move this time? The second would be to use polyurethane or mud pump and just pump the concrete back up. You're still on the active soil, same thing, it's subject to move again, but again, how long did it take to move this time? So that those are two good viable options. Uh, can you put in a pier? Absolutely, but the cost of the pier would probably replace that concrete two or three times. So that, that's really what you got to take a look at. And you don't really have a load there, so you're not going to be uh, real successful driving a, a steel pile or definitely not a concrete pile. So you'll be limited to a helical or a drilled pier, uh, both of which would be pretty expensive. So my recommendation, take the, either take the concrete out or uh, urethane it in order to raise it back up. Let's see, we're going to head to uh, Dallas now, and Lisa, how can I help you? Hey, Jim. Happy Father's Day to you and your cast. Thank you. Hey, I'm having problems. My house is 1958 year when it was built. But fast forwarding, I'm having a lot of dust problems. I put in oh, new yeah. windows. I figured that would help, and then I had the gutters and ducts cleaned. You know, a lot of times the dust relates back to what insulation you have in the attic. And in the, the, the era that your house was built, cellulose insulation was being used. And it deteriorates over time and turns to dust. And it will sit uh. down around the light fixtures, around the AC vents and things like that. So... the there's some things you can do to minimize it. One, pull the light fixtures down and caulk and seal around the uh, electric box up there and the sheetrock and do the same with the okay. AC vents. That minimizes the, the dust to be able to come into the house. And if, it, if it's still getting real bad, you may end up having that old cellulose vacuumed out and just replace it with new insulation. Sounds like a winner. Okay. Thank you, Jim. You're welcome. You take care. Okay. Let's head over to Fort Worth. And Rick, welcome to KRLD. How can I help you? Hello, sir. How are you? Wonderful. How about you? Good, good. Hey, uh, I have kind of a trifold question for you, and they all have to do, are all related to air duct cleaning. Okay. Number one, does it work? Uh, you know, does it work? Is it worth it? Uh, number two, what is the average cost? And I've also noticed that there are some companies out there that want to sell you some sort of ultraviolet light that they put in your ductwork to right. help with matters. Um, and I'll leave it at that. Okay. Well, let's start with uh, is it worth it? You know, 
it, it, it really depends. Uh, it's trying to, they try to sell it way more than it needs to be used. I, I will put it that way. Uh, because if you think about it, the duct work is all air that's gone through the filters already. Mm-hmm. So unless you've got an issue with the filters or you had a bunch of construction take place and the, the duct works were open so air was going up into them, uh, you know, typically the duct is not that bad. Uh, mm-hmm. But the, the secondary issue is a lot of people have flex ducts. and And a lot of the flex duct, and you need to check what, which one you have, a lot of them, especially the older ones, had plastic inside instead of metal and if it's plastic inside and they go in there with those brushes and those whips that that are supposedly cleaning them it tears that plastic up and the ducts become garbage and have to be replaced well uh if a person has the metal ducts those are definitely cleanable if it ever gets to the point where it needs it um so i mean that's my take on the on the duct cleaning itself Mm-hmm. Cost-wise, all depends on how much duct you have and and how accessible it is. Uh, usually, you're looking at something in the uh, hundreds of dollars to the low thousand. It's okay. it, it's not uh, ungodly expensive, but again, if, if it's something that's not needed, exactly. you don't want to be throwing money out. Right. Uh, the ultraviolet lights they actually go in the plenum box where the all the ducts hook up together. Yeah. And what that does is as the air is going through there, uh, it's killing uh, th- basically bacteria-type stuff that's going through in the air. So it doesn't do anything to keep the duct itself cleaner. Uh, what, it, what it's helping with is, is just uh, the spreading of illness, basically. Okay. All right. And so, yes, they do work. They, they actually ha- okay. they do work, and uh, some of the n- n- some of the newer ones are actually even rated for COVID now. Okay. Well, that's a lot of good information, and um, <laughs> I guess I'll take it under advisement and think on it a little bit longer. Here's what I always tell people: uh, you know, if if you're really thinking about getting your ductwork cleaned, pull down one of the vents, and and. Reach up in there and see if you've got really a lot of dirt. Uh, right there where the vent comes down, I will guarantee you it's going to be dirty. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you got to reach up in there a, a little ways and see if you've got anything worth cleaning or not. Well, also, you know, as you mentioned a moment ago, I've got that flex duct. Yeah. Yep. And if they go in there with their tools and what have you, and they're going to tear it up, it's something I'm not, you know, I don't want to happen. Right. Yeah, you you got to be careful of that. Now, a lot of the duct work, and you and again, you can see it when you take down one of the vents, has a an expandable aluminum in there, uh-huh. and that will normally take the cleaning okay. It's it's only when it's just got a wire with plastic over it, you know, the okay, uh, right. that's that's where you can run into a problem. Gotcha. I understand now. So if I take a vent down, take a good look, I should be able to tell. Yeah. Okay. All right, sir. Uh, Thank you for the information. Have a great afternoon. You as well. Thank you, sir. You've just heard the best calls and questions from Texas Home Improvement. For more information about our show, go to THIPro.com.